What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank Triple Seven Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. You guys, this week is so awesome. I can't even tell you how much feedback I've been getting about the podcast and just questions coming into my Instagram. The TikTok followings have gone off. You guys are loving the podcast. There is so much support. And what I'm thinking is I think that weekly now I'm going to start having a way for you guys to ask questions that can be addressed on the podcast because... As the following on TikTok grows and people comment, I realize that there are really specific questions that you guys have, and I would love to make sure that a few of those are addressed every single week um, to help you guys. And always remember, too, that you can reach out to any guests that I have on the show. They are so open to you reaching out to them, start following them. If the way that they practice their craft is resonating with you, please don't hesitate to um, reach out to them and just learn more from them and how they practice. You can also always message me. Uh, so you can message me a couple of ways. The Facebook Coven of Rejects page is up and rolling. You can go there. You can message that anytime. Ask me questions. I'm doing monthly giveaways in there also. There'll be like witchy items and it'll change month to month what it is, but it's always going to be witchy related. Sometimes it might be something for your altar. It may be crystals. Um, it may be oils. It may be herbs. It all just depends on what the person that month that wins is going to want and kind of what I have on hand because I am working with other witches for the monthly gifts. Um, you can also message me on Instagram. So the Coven of Rejects one isn't up and rolling yet. So you guys can message me personally at Gemini underscore goddess 420. And I'm curious who has their Coven of Rejects merch because I've gotten a couple of you that are sending me pictures of you guys with your stuff and you look cute as fuck. Thank you so much for supporting, for rocking your coven wear. For those that do not know, if you go to the Coven of Rejects website, I've got all kinds of merch. I've got some things that are 420 friendly. Um, I've got things that are just like spooky witchy vibes. We have a hoodie that is support your local coven. There are witches dancing around a fire with their titties out. We've got bitchcraft on a shirt. I've got sage that shit. We have so much going on. You can get all that merch on the website, Coven of Rejects. After last week, I had so many of you talking to me, uh, letting me know that you loved the episode of Vibing with Sleazy and you liked that I did his reading live on the pod. Yes, I do do tarot reading and mediumship services. If you guys are interested, you can book on my website, which is Coven of Rejects. I only have weekend appointments on there so if you want a weekday appointment you can reach out to me on my instagram or on that coven of rejects page and i will personally book a weekly uh, appointment with you so there is something that i want to address um when i did that episode with damsel a couple of weeks back i think that her episode is titled but first break generational curses she introduced me to the discussion about white sage and not using white sage in practice. 
And it's the first time that I had ever heard that. I It's shocking to me now because now that I've researched, it's everywhere. And I really wish I'd been educated on it before I spoke. But anyways, um, she let me know that, you know, there's a discussion about not using white sage for cleansing because um, it is a close practice for Native Americans. And at the time, my response was, well, if you have good intentions with it, then why would it matter? And after we had that conversation, I was able to go and get educated. And I learned that this is um, something that is sacred. It is used in close practices with Native Americans. Um, what you choose to do after knowing that information is completely up to you. I personally will not be using it in my practice. Um, and I just wanted to address that personally. Nobody's called me out on it. And I thank you guys for your grace, but I need to call myself out on it because, you know, we're all here growing and doing better. And when you do better, um, you share better. And I just want to educate everybody. So if you're going to use it after knowing that, totally your choice. But I at least wanted to give out that little piece of education. There is so much that you can use other than white sage. First of all, there are other kinds of sages. Um, second of all, there are people who use incense, uh, different kinds of herb bundles. Um, you can do oil cleansing on your houses. Um, please, when you are cleansing, I don't care which way you're choosing to cleanse. Please have your fucking doors and windows open or not your doors and just your windows. Some way that this negative energy can leave. I always think of people who are cleansing their house with their doors and windows closed as like there's just demons running into all these corners of their house trying to hide because they have no fucking place to go. And somebody's like, dee, 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 I'm cleaning my house. I'm cleaning my house. Like actually clean it by having the windows open, you guys. This week's guest is super controversial. Um, she is on TikTok as Rogue Zen Witch, which is how I found her. And she has now just become one of my best friends, very sincerely. Um, her name is Stephanie. And she's controversial on TikTok because she puts out her political views, um, but she also practices with Jesus as a deity. And I can't tell you the amount of hate that I have seen her encounter for simply just saying, you know, I, I work with Jesus as a deity. And so many witches gatekeeping her. That's not what this practice is about. And um, that makes me sick. But then also she gets a lot of people from organized religion who feel insulted and feel like she is um, taking over their Jesus, their... I don't know how I would explain that, like the Christian version of Jesus that she is taking it and maybe mocking his name, which isn't what she means to do. And as you guys know, I want everybody to be educated on different practices. And so I thought that her talking and you guys hearing her story was going to be incredible. I do want to say up front, anybody who's listening that has um, children, this is going to be an episode that you probably do not want to listen to around your children. We do discuss sexual assault in this episode, um, and it comes up more than one time. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's crazy descriptive, but it's enough that um, I had headphones on when I edited this episode because I didn't want my kids to listen. With that being said, the message that Steph has this week is incredibly strong. Um, she is just such a beautiful person and her whole mission is just that she wants to be accepted. She wants to be understood. And on a psychological level, 
um, after listening to this episode or even during, I want you guys to keep in mind that even if you don't agree on everything that she says or the other guests say, um, but stuff specifically, I point out to her that I think the reason that she's so loud and bold and strong and in your face about her opinions right now and just doesn't care what anybody says is because she's been silenced for so long and told that she's wrong and told that her experiences don't matter and she has broken free of that and she doesn't want to see anybody else trapped in that mindset. And she and I are very, very, very much alike on that mission. And so this is probably the longest introduction that I've ever done um, but this story really touches my soul in such a deep way. And without further ado, here is Stephanie. I want to start off with asking you, um, when you were growing up, were you raised in religion? If you were, what was it? Um, did they practice spirituality the way that you do now? No, not at all. <laughs> I was raised in a very strict, um, I mean, I say strict, but like the extended family was my, my grandpa was a Baptist preacher. Um, my mom tried to keep us in church, but yet she still, she wanted us to be our authentic selves. So she let us express ourselves in that way, as far as like clothing and our hair and the like as we got older, like teenager years, she let us listen to different music. But when we were younger, it was very, you know, strict Sunday school. Um, couldn't listen to certain music, couldn't watch certain TV shows. Uh, like I've never seen the Simpsons. Um, uh, so yeah, it, I was, when I was about 10, like I had a cousin that gave me my first stone um crystal and it made a huge impact on me it was like a second cousin and it just made a huge impact on me and at that point like my like my parents were like completely they they always had talked like said that she was weird you know and like they didn't have really like that's how the family dynamic was like everybody talked about everyone behind their back and that was something growing up that I hated so much it's like nothing when we were together everybody's like oh happy but if you were like separated with a different person that person was talking bad about this person and you know it was just it was never a family you know what I'm saying like yeah I, I have family members I've cut out as an adult because of realizing that yeah, and that's how I'm I'm pretty much the black sheep and the outcast of my family. Nobody reaches out to me. Nobody like my mom and dad keep in touch, but even even at that with my mom, I still keep my distance because it just I don't know. I love her. She's my mother. She gave me life and I'll always love her. It's just I don't think that she'll ever fully understand who I am and she she tries but then she will make jokes that I'm crazy or I've lost my mind and you know they don't like uh they just don't like the that type they're very bible based you know that my dad was raised in church obviously she was a preacher's daughter um they don't go to church now. 
you know, they're not like super duper Christian now, but they still have those rooted beliefs. So they always look at me as this, like, what, where did I go wrong? Where did what I- is it that they, that they don't understand and that they don't accept about you? Is it that they think that what you do doesn't work? Or is it that they think that like, you don't believe in God the way that they do and practice the way that they do, therefore you're doing it wrong? I think that my mother fears hell for me because I choose not to believe in organized religion. I believe in Jesus. I believe in his story. I I think I think that the majority of the Bible is crap and made for control purposes, but I believe that if you break down the story of Jesus and you listen to his words, not the way they want to tell you his words mean, but you actually listen to his words. He tells you how to find heaven, how to find God. And that's not by, and from my interpretation, from the way I look at it, it's not dear Jesus, come into my heart and save me. It's go within yourself go with like he says the kingdom of heaven is within when i think of within what i think of is meditation going inside of yourself exploring consciousness um i believe that we're all god we're all fractions of god experiencing itself and that's just something that i have developed over just thinking all my life. I was the kid in Sunday school asking questions and being told, don't say that. That's the devil making you ask that question. I would question the things in the Bible, but I was told that that was the devil telling me to say these things. It's very interesting um, how Sunday school is like that. I had, I grew up in Christian science and I had the same experience, not that it was the devil, but um, questioning things in Sunday school and genuinely being because I'm a curious person who likes answers <laughs> and not to be like facetious or, you know, rude. Mm-hmm. And I would get like, well, you don't need to ask that. Like, this is why we're doing it. There was never an explanation. There was never a, oh, this is what this means and this is why we do that. It was a, this is just how it is and this is how we're choosing to teach this lesson and this is what the Bible says and so that's what we go with. Yeah, and that's, that was my experience. There was never an, there was never any type of explanation. It's like the only explanation I ever got was, like one explanation, like not even an explanation. It was just a smart ass remark from my grandpa. Um, And this is the drastic difference of how I was treated as a child. I wasn't allowed to get my ears pierced um, like for a long time. Like my dad, um, it was just a big thing. When I did get my ears pierced, my dad was there and I, I, he cried. I don't know why I, I don't know what the significance of getting my ear, like maybe it was just becoming, you know, like I was growing up. I wasn't a little girl anymore. Uh, I, I didn't get them pierced until I was 10. And, uh, when I had got them pierced, 
I went over to my grandma and grandpa's and I was so excited and happy. And I showed my grandpa and he goes, if God wanted you to have an extra hole in your body, you would have been born with it. Oh, wow. So when he said that, you know, I'm 10 years old and that made me feel really guilty. And, but I just suppressed it, which I suppressed a lot of the things that I, what that happened to me in the family because we were always around the family, like the family was always my mom's family, not my dad's family. My dad's family lived in Virginia, but my mom's family lived here in Florida. And we were just always with the family that we were never, it was just all together all the time. And I remember my cousin had turned 13 or something like that. And we were close in age. We both turned 13 and she went and got her belly button pierced and she showed my grandpa and he was like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh gosh, it's so great. And all I could sit there and think of was what the fuck? Like I got my ears pierced at 10 and you made me feel like I had literally made a sin against God. And then my, my opinion of a belly button piercing at that time, because, you know, we weren't allowed to show our bodies, you know, at least I wasn't, you know, everybody always wanted to make me like this modest, but my cousin would always like, she always was around boys and like had a bunch, I was homeschooled, but that's how differently I was treated. Like I could do nothing right. No matter what I did, I could do nothing right. As a little girl with the family, like my grandma, they would they would make me eat everybody's leftovers. Like when when my brother was done eating and my cousin was done eating and they didn't finish their food, they'd make me eat it because I was so docile and so controllable because I wanted to be loved so badly. But nothing I ever did was good enough. So I always did what everybody wanted me to do because I was just trying to be good enough for everyone, for them. I wonder if that's why you have such a loud voice now and why, because you're at least on social media and we know each other from social media, but at least on social media, you are very confident to show your personality, show your beliefs, tell people when they can fuck right off. Um, You are very open with what your political views are. And that sounds very different than being docile. Yes. It's, it's been a long (laughs) road to where I am now it's been a long traumatic a lot of trauma just to where I am um and I really like to be honest I really didn't develop this it's like my friend my 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 best friend said to me uh yes I think it was yesterday she was like when we when we started talking again Stephanie you were so shy She's like, you didn't really have like a personality. You were so shy. You were so like docile. And she's like, and now you're this, you're just this force to be reckoned with. And she's like, it's just crazy to see that transformation in such a short amount of time. Because like, I would say we reconnected last year, (laughs) but that's around the time that I went through my spiritual awakening, like heavily. Yeah. And ever since then like I've been in the process of waking up probably for like three years like really working on myself and like going to therapy and like trying to find myself again because I didn't have a personality I didn't even I had lost so much of myself from all the abuse that I have endured all my life that I didn't even know what music I liked anymore 
I, I didn't know what I liked to do. I remember when I was going through my like transition, this period of time, like I started to draw and I'm like, I didn't know I knew how to draw. Like that's how bad my brain had locked away who I was because I was trying to be what everyone else wanted me to be for whatever reason. (laughs) I don't know what was wrong with me. I, I still don't know what's wrong with me or why people so badly wanted to put me in a box. Even my best friend growing up, she did not like my thoughts or my opinions. And so if I wasn't being exactly like her, it's like then the friendship would end and then I would feel like crap. And I I would apologize to her. But even though she was the one that rejected me just because like I started to let pieces of myself out. So then I would put those pieces back inside, you know, I it's it's insanity how just how how quickly once you fall into spirituality and you you connect with it how quickly the journey just skyrockets um, oh my gosh right it it's 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 insanity i i never <laughs> i literally started tiktok in march of this year and my goal was to have 2,000 followers by my birthday in January of next year. <laughs> and I'm at almost 25 now, I think. Yeah, you are. 25,000? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I love I, that. It's, an, it's insane. And I'd, I'm just being myself. You know, like, I... I I didn't want to get on TikTok. I did not want to get on TikTok. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like everybody's doing, everybody talks about TikTok, 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 TikTok. I'm not going to be that. I've always rejected trends. Like I never wanted to be like anyone else. Like when it came, when I got like into my teenager years, you know, like I was always the emo girl and the, you know, which I mean, I guess there's a group of people that are all like that. But for me, it was different. It wasn't the church girl. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't just that churchy little girl that, you know, was just, I wanted to be different. And that's you who I was. You were starting your self-revolution is what you were doing. That was your step into being like, no, I'm going to be my own individual. I'm going to show that I have my own personality and I'm going to start expressing myself. Yeah. And it was a, it was a, like, it was an awkward time as a teenager, like going like into that, like my bro- me and my brother were really close and he was emo and goth with me. And we did a lot of stuff together. Like we, d- we don't have a good relationship now, but we did back then. We were very, very close because we were homeschooled and that was my safe place. You know, like I felt like I could be myself when I was with my brother. Like that's where I felt most myself. Do you still have that relationship now? No, not at all. Like he, for, I don't know what it, like he suffers very, 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 very badly from depression. Mm. And um, he's just withdrawn. And I, when I, it's really like when I got married, I think our relationship and it's, I don't know what it, what it really was. I mean, obviously that puts distance, but it's like, 
he kind of he made he made a statement at one point like that I left him behind because we were supposed to go to college together we were supposed to get an apartment together we were supposed to like do all that hard stuff together and I went and I got married so he kind of held that against me because I just kind of got my I you know what I mean I don't know why but that we just don't have a good relationship anymore like Thanksgiving he didn't even say two words to me and it hurts but it's just something that I've gotten used to and I just try to understand that he has his own like we came from the same place so he's just dealing with his trauma differently than I have at least he deals with his trauma alone though like at least while he's healing his trauma he's not like attacking you with it or verbalizing like abuse to you all the time you know what I mean like there are some people who when they have to face their own shit even if they don't want to it's always your fault and a reflection onto you and sometimes when sneezing I'm sorry oh that's okay I couldn't even hear it um Sometimes when people are healing the most, they're the most quiet because they're so stuck in their head. So I'm going to put energy into maybe he's working on healing himself and that's why he's quiet. Yeah. I mean, there was times where he went through like being like if I would try to talk to him or like reach out to him, he would get nasty with me you know what I'm saying so it's like that's why I haven't really like talked to him a lot yeah and it just works out better that way and yeah I don't know I love him I always will like I that's the that's the thing like I love my family and that's the hardest part like in therapy it's like they're it's like one of the things that I struggle with the most because like I do better when I'm not putting myself around them too much because I it used to be really bad to where everything I would get cut down like they've gotten better about it because I developed a voice you know what I mean I've developed a voice and I said no I'm not going to I don't like it when you guys say this to me because I never would say that stuff so it's like I developed that voice and I said no I don't like that when it's said that doesn't help me that actually hurts me and so they've gotten to a point where it is getting better over time but it's it's taken so long to get to where we are now to where I I don't really have to like be afraid that something is going to be said to put me in an episode of my own you know what I'm saying yeah I do so and it was mainly like just sarcasm and jokes like like for instance, when going back to the crystal neck, like crystal necklace that my cousin had given me, and I, I, you probably see my necklaces in my TikTok. Yeah. And the, the reason I'm so attached to this necklace and these types of necklaces is because of that cousin who gave me that necklace when I was a little girl, and it disappeared. And I remember, like, when I got it, my dad was standing there, and I opened it, and the look on his face was just like, oh my god. And he rolled his eyes and he looked at my cousin and he was like, so if I give her a piece of cinder block, is it going to make her more constructive? Wow. What a dick. (laughs) And so like, 
my the, I remember the look on my cousin's face and I remember feeling her energy like she felt so defeated in that moment and it was like supposed to be like a like I felt like she like she, she liked me and she saw something in me even as a little girl and I would you know we would talk and it's it's sad because of because of that shit and that type of shit she wants nothing to do with the family and I can't even get in contact with her to tell her thank you for planting that seed. Do you not know how to get in contact with her? I, nobody will give her information. And I, she's very, I, I'm very good at keeping herself hidden. Like, I don't think she has social media. So... Yeah. Well, hey, maybe she listens to podcasts and maybe one day she's going to stumble upon this and realize. And you said that your crystal necklace went missing. Uh, did a person take it? I don't. I I just think that my I don't know. I just always had this. It's either I either I lost it or I just I felt like my parents just didn't want me to have it, you know? It makes me, I was asking because it makes me think of um, Etheric and how his grandmother would give him crystals and um, his parents would throw them away and he kept thinking he was losing them and then he was like, I can't be losing this many fucking crystals. (laughs) I only had one and it was, it was, she gave me rose quartz for self-love because I was going through puberty and all that stuff and it just went missing and that and when I listened to that podcast and he said that I was like oh my god like I I, that's like one of the times like it really hit me during that podcast like it was just like wow and then when he said you know you guys were talking about who am I who am I who am I dude that's been that's been something that I have been struggling with for a while who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Like, why? Like, has uh, the universe is like pushing me, Stephanie, you got to get this message out there. You got to, you got to, you got to let people know that they can't, they don't have to fit in a box. They don't have to be cookie cutter. They don't have to, they, they can be a witch and they can love Jesus and they can be a witch and they can vote for Trump and they can be a witch and they can have these values. You know, you can, you don't have to be a Bible thumping Christian to be a con- to have conservative values and you don't have to be a liberal and like or you don't have to be like i don't even know where i was going with that like you don't have to be like a satan worshiping like person to be a liberal you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's how that's how the the right labels the left oh they're just a bunch of evil people you know, and then the left labels the right as, oh, it's just a bunch of Bible thumping Christians. And it was such a confusing thing for me because it's like, I never identified with the religion I was in growing up. Uh, I never, like, there was times where I, because of hormones or, you know, maybe mental health where it's like, maybe guilt because that's what the system of religion is, is guilt. And because I was a very guilty person and I was afraid of hell, like I would, you know, have moments where I'd be really churchy and like 
singing praise and worship songs and being really religious. And I mean, my bathroom right now has, you know, a Bible verse shower curtain because uh, like, I was like five or six years ago, I went through a phase where I was just super religious. You know, I was just, I I literally have a nativity scene up on my fucking fire mantle. And I don't even believe that that actually took place, but I, but it's still in my home. It still represents like Christmas cheer and you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's why I call myself rogue because I don't want to ever do anything like everyone does it. And I take bits and pieces from everything. I do what makes me happy and I don't follow rules. Fuck rules. I don't like, there's a lot of gatekeeping in the witchcraft community where, you know, you can't do this. You can't do this and you can't do this. And, you know, it's only these deities, you know, that matter. And, you know, you don't uh, my, read your cards right. Your spell's not going to work if you don't say this chant and stir it three times in this direction and two and exactly. that. I fucking know. I hate that. It's ridiculous. So and- much that you've just said is literally why I wanted you on this episode. Um, <laughs> why I wanted to do why I wanted to do one with you because no, I didn't know any of the story that you've been through, but I knew that you had to have been through a lot to be in the position that you are now with sharing all of your, all of your opinions the way that you are now, like people that are that open, aren't that open because they haven't gone through something. And I resonate with you on that a lot. And then I was also about to go somewhere with this and I completely lost my train of thought. So keep talking. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I like, of course, you know, you don't want to offend other people's religions, you know, and do something the wrong way. And I try to do my due diligence, like, cause I'm really big into, um, Shiva and he's an Indian God. And I consider him one of my deities. I've always been very connected to yoga. It's something that I always wanted to do when I was younger, but I wasn't allowed to meditate or partake in yoga because it was satanic for some reason. Yoga is satanic? Yeah. It's because the bitch has got nice booties in there and yoga pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. But yeah, like I wasn't allowed to like meditate. Like it was something that we were taught in Sunday school that like putting yourself into that type of thing was demonic like meditation was demonic. How now as an adult, I'm like looking back at the people that told me this and I'm, cause I wanted to meditate. I wanted to do yoga. I wanted to do belly dancing. Like there was a lot of things that I wanted to do. And I, I was younger and I look at myself now and I'm doing all those things that I wanted to do when I was younger. And what's, it's just weird. Sorry. No, go ahead. What's crazy to me is that <laughs> Bible thumpers, as we like to call them, do a lot of the same things that we do. They just do it to their own one God instead of doing it in different ways. Like in in a lot of religions, they light candles. That helps them feel like their message is getting heard by God. It brings notice to their prayer. We -hmm. do that too. It doesn't mean that we're summoning the freaking devil and they um, rely on the Bible in order to get what they get their word from. We rely on other people's um, 
grimoires and spell books of different kinds and knowledge from the, those that came before us and practiced and we use their spells. And I will never understand people who don't believe that magic and spirituality, intense spirituality and oneness with the earth and with people's energies is how Jesus was able to heal the way that he does. Because I too believe in Jesus. I believe that he was a prophet. Um, I believe that so many things happen and magic is how you explain that magic is how you explain turning water into wine magic is how you explain and i always say this but the fishes that he multiplied and fed everyone magic is how daniel wasn't hurt by the lions that were in the den you know what i mean there's so many different examples and they're so close-minded that they can't see outside of their judgment to see the other viewpoint and i hate when people make assumptions on things and judge people without ever taking a second to put themselves in their shoes and and see what common ground there possibly could be mm-hmm. and that's like i i like to tell people jesus was one of the greatest switches in history And a lot of people get mad at me for that when I say that. But how else do you explain that? How, like, what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not burning up in the furnace? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, there's so much in the Bible. And then that's, that's the one thing that, like, I didn't understand as a kid. Like, when I looked at different religions or, like, I was always told that Jewish people were the devil, you know, and that was ironic to me because I also learned that Jesus was a Jew. Funny how that works. So growing up, I was told, you know, no, you can't be, you can't listen to Jewish people. You can't be friends with Jewish people because they're going to hell because they don't believe in Jesus. And, and I was just like, why? Like in my head as a kid, I'm like, why am I being told to worship this God that literally hates everyone. Apparently he hates everyone. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't be homosexual. You can't do this. You can't, you know, the only thing like in the Bible listed with homosexuality and all the other sins that go make you go straight to hell. Gluttony is one of them. Ooh, it's so true. My whole family are gluttons. But they never judged themselves for that. They never judged themselves for that. But yet they would judge my lesbian cousin, you know, and talk bad about her. Oh, oh, Robin, I can't believe it. Oh, it's because they put her in softball. That's why she's a lesbian. Oh, (laughs) you know, like I grew up knowing that my grandfather was a preacher, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't a preacher when I was a little girl because he stopped being a preacher because he was a pervert and he, (laughs) you know, I don't really want to tell my mom's story because that's her, that's her, you know, like that's, that's her story to tell, but there he, he wasn't my mom's real dad. Um, He adopted her. And needless to say, he was just a fucking pervert. And that's where I'm going to leave it because the story's hers. But I grew up knowing I couldn't, when we would go over to Mama and Papa's house, my mom would say, Stephanie, don't leave your, don't leave your panties in the bathroom. Bring them to me. Um, 
I wasn't allowed to be unclothed in front of my grandfather. Um, like as a little kid, like it was just like, I knew there was something wrong with him and I could not be alone with him. I could not be like, you know, whatever. But even though I was left alone with him, you know, my grandma was there, but we did go out and we did things, but it's like, my mom would always be like, don't leave your panties in the bathroom. When you go swimming, bring them to me, you know, and make sure when you take your bathing suit off, you bring it right to me. And like he wanted to keep those things. He would, I guess he did that with her, with her items. He, so, and so it was just thing that she always told me and I never really understood it growing up. I just always thought it was weird because my little, my cousin that I grew up with that we were close in age, she would run around the house naked. She would leave her panties in the back, you know, like, so I always thought it was weird that I was told I couldn't do these things. Like I, I couldn't just leave my clothes on the bathroom floor. I had to make sure I gave them to my mother. And it was a different time too. Like now it's something that's discussed and um, that there are resources for and that, you know, you explain signs to your children and you are able to be more open about things. And even when I think we're around the same age, even when we were younger, that wasn't something that was talked about. It wasn't until recently. And so it was very much like, I don't understand why I can't do these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't until I got older that she told me the, the what everything that happened. And then I was like, what the heck? And I, I still didn't really fully understand, you know, yeah. and the, the the strangest thing of it is is she was so protective over my grandpa like my grandpa like so like hyper and you know but that was that was one of her abusers you know and so and it's not that he ever physically did anything it was just the pervertedness like i and i got i'll just okay taking her panties and then he would put dirty notes in her underwear drawer and shit like that. And then he'd watch outside windows when she was making out with her boyfriends and crap like that. Um, he didn't want her to get married to my dad. Um, he was mad that she was getting married and that's when he told her that, uh, that she wasn't his daughter, that she was a bastard child. And it like, ruined right before her wedding. It was just like a huge bomb that was dropped on her right before her wedding. <laughs> And like, she thought this man was her dad all of her life and then found out that he <gasps> no. wasn't. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. We need so. Oh. And so it was just, you know, and I didn't know any of that until I was older, but it she was so hypervigilant of him that she completely ignored the signs of my uncle. Oh. And I'm talking like, you know, four years old, five years old, being made to go in a room and give a grown ass man back massages and not wanting to. But if I didn't do it, you know, I wasn't, I I would, it, it was, it was the thing, you know, it's, you give uncle, you give uncle John back massages. And, and is it uncle John telling you that? It was just, I don't see, that's the thing. Like, it's just so like weird. It was just a thing when they, he was in the coast guard and they would come down 
him and my aunt would come down at certain times. And when they would come down, it was just like, you know, he would take me and my cousin into the rooms. My brother would not be allowed to go in the, my, and my brother remembers, you know, always feeling weird because he was on the outside and he was alone. He was on the outside of the bedroom. He was alone. He never, he didn't have anyone to play with. Like I said, we were super close and he always just felt like, this is what he told me recently. He always just felt strange that, and he was scared because I wasn't with him and he thought something, you know, he didn't know what was happening to me. And I just remember being scared in, in the, in the rooms, like having to give him a back, like his back was hairy and it was disgusting and I didn't want to touch it. And, and it was just like, it was just, I was told I had to do it. I was told I had to do it. And so I did it. And it's like, they were all there. My aunts, my grandma, my grandpa, they were all in the living room. And for some reason, they just let this grown ass man take two little girls into a bedroom to give him back massages. Like that was something normal. And well, that's not normal. In case you're curious. I know. It's a, meanwhile, this is a Christian family and religious and, you know, I don't, I don't under, I don't know how they didn't know, you know, and it's like there was a time when there a, a lot of like I don't really remember a lot. I just remember the after effects of certain things. Like there was a time when he took me to the park, and I don't remember a lot of the park, but I remember that like I like when we were leaving, like right before we left, like for some reason he's like, "Get on the teeter totter," and I'm like, "Why?" And I, he's like, get on. And then he ended up like slamming the teeter totter down really hard. And like, I had hit my pelvic area and, you know, but I remember I had went to the bathroom before that and I had blood down there, but he told my mom that I had hurt my teeter totter and that's why I was bleeding. And I probably broke my hymen early or something. Oh my God. And all I remember, like uh, my brain probably like blocked out the other trauma of whatever happened to me that day. But that's all I remember is the teeter totter and like remembering going to the bathroom before that and seeing the blood, but I didn't really know what it, I was, I just didn't know. Not only are you probably in pain because of whatever fuckery this guy just did, no pun intended. And then you get slammed down on a teeter totter right after that's, that's really, I mean, I, I get, he doesn't care about your well being clearly, but I just, that's a dick move. Yeah. So now, so these are the traumas that led you to who you are now. And yeah. Um, and there's like the, the biggest, like, and I just wanted to share that just since I'm already opening up the bottle anyway, please the biggest, like the, the most prominent thing that I remember of him is like, we were visiting them and Shinkatigam. And this is another incident that my brother remembers. And he thought it was so weird that my aunt like took me into the bathroom and she like was doing glamor shots. So she was doing my hair and my makeup. Right. And I was seven, six or seven. And she that she called them glamour shots she's like well do your hair and makeup glamour shots so I get all dressed up and you know 
everyone's in the living room and she brings me out there and she's taking pictures and you know my brother thought it was weird because like at one point like she had like she took me in the room and again he was on the outside and blah 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 and I remember her doing my hair and makeup but it was like that night after that we were in this room like I remember the room like we were in a room and it was like two beds and my brother was in the far bed by the window and he was asleep and I remember being scared because my parents were in a completely different room and it was dark and this was the like the first time I remember like being in a different house like to sleep you know yeah and I I was it was dark in the room but there was a bright ass light in the hallway and then I I like I I this big figure comes in the room and all I remember like all I remember and I have issues with disassociation so like if I get really stressed out I disassociate and what I remember is like staring at a bright light and in the hallway and then him just saying why would you have to be so pretty why would you have to be so pretty why would you have to be so pretty and then the sensation of being touched, you know? And, but I've blocked, like, that's the memory that I have. And I haven't really, I haven't said anything, uh, like therapist knows, my husband knows, my, my mom knows, my dad knows, they all know, but the other side of the family doesn't know. I haven't come out and exposed him. I haven't said anything because I'm, I'm scared, you know? I, I'm scared of the, because I'm, I'm already an outcast, you know, I'm already a piece of shit. I'm already crazy. I'm already mentally ill. According to these people, I'm already going to hell. I'm, I'm this, I'm just this horrible fucking person, you know? So it's not like I'm going to be believed. It's not like, like my own mother still eats meals with him. She still goes over to their house. I could never do that. If, if, if my daughter came to me and she said, my uncle, uncle whatever did this to me i would i would never speak to that motherfucker again i would never want to be in the same room of that motherfucker and i would definitely not keep my motherfucking mouth shut but you know my mom she just she keeps her mouth shut and i think it's just because she doesn't want to believe that it's true and she's just hoping that like it's not and so like at one point she's like, can I just say something to Brenda? Can I just say something? And I'm like, I said, you know, you do whatever you want to do. But then after the fact, I got scared again. And I, I called her and I was like, please don't. I'm just scared. And so she's like, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. But she only wants to like expose them when she's mad at them, you know? And I, yeah. I came to the conclusion that it's like, it's not her job to expose them because she doesn't want to do it for the right reasons. Like she wants to do it cause she's mad at them over an incident that happened when they went out to eat, you know, like Brenda said something to her. So I want to just tell her. Brenda's and a bitch. I, not that your uncle's a fucking kid toucher. Yeah. And it's like, I know if she, if my mom ever hears this, she's going to just be upset that I'm talking about it this way, but these are my fucking feelings. You know, this is how I feel like your, your mom is supposed to be your mom. And I know she loves me and I know she has her own trauma. So I give her that, you know, I give her that out that she has her own trauma to deal with, that she has her own issues. And this, this might be too hard for her to, to handle. So whatever. 
what someone else can't handle, what someone else can't face, the traumas that somebody else doesn't want to deal with, do not dictate the growth that you are allowed to have, the traumas that you are allowed to heal, the viewpoint that you come at from things and the memories that you have. Like regardless of what your mom does or doesn't want to face or the reactions that she has, that doesn't dictate who you are as a person. And I think that you're already being an amazing example of that. You now that we have addressed the traumas that you've been through and the things that you've been through, I would really love to know how you've taken this because you honestly, you obviously have an inner perspective. Um, You've done shadow work on this. You've done things to heal yourself. You're having more of an understanding of who you are now. And I would like to give you the opportunity to, address who you are now in this moment instead of the things in the past that made you have to be this person. I'd like to talk about the strong voice that you have now and um, the way that you touch people all the time and you inspire people to use their voice in a way that you were never allowed to in the past. And I think that that's beautiful. I, I think exactly what you said is exactly what the reason I got on TikTok was because I felt like not enough people are brave enough to stand up and speak their truth because they're too worried about what's going to be said. I can't tell you how much I love when I get a comment on my post, like you give, you're giving me the power to stand in my own and speak my truth. And it's like, that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted more people to, to be able to do that, to feel accepted, to not feel like a reject or an outcast or anything. I, I, I wanted people to see that, like, you can be all the colors that you want to be. Like I have different parts of me all over the place. I'm, 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 I am different. I, I don't like to be the same and I refuse to be the same. It's like I said, like one of my deities is Shiva and I'm sure that, you know, I'm, I would probably maybe offend an Indian with the religion because I don't do everything the exact right way, you know? But I take from that religion, from Hinduism, I take that and I use it for what it's me. I, I did Mahashivarati this, this year in March. And like I said, I didn't start TikTok till March and it was early March that I did Mahashivarati. And that's when I really changed. That's when I skyrocketed into who I am now and I don't know what happened I don't I Maha Shivarati is a very 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 important thing for spirituality the 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 planets and everything are in such uh formation that it creates an upsurge of energy and you're supposed to stay awake all night and I had to do, uh, uh, what do they call it? I'm going to draw a blank now. Shiva Namaskar twice a day. And I had to wear all white for three days. And you can choose to do it like they're like the beginning is three days and then it's 11 days and it goes up and up and up and you can, I'm going to go up and up and up as I go. Like I'll do it this coming year too. But I'm gonna I know the- nothing about um, this practice, so I'd love if you elaborated so that I can keep up with you. <laughs> okay. So, well, like I said, it, it's you have to do it like it's a 
it's an Indian celebration, but before the celebration, before Mahashivarati, it's a, it's kind of like a cleansing. You're getting rid of what it, what it, when you go through this at the end of it, you are expelling all your karma from your lives, whatever, however many lives that you've had, you're resetting your karma. Um, so you wear white. I had to wear white for three days and you tie a black cloth on your arm and at the end of all of the practices, so like I had to do a, a neem and I had to soak peanuts in water overnight and then peppercorns and honey and lemon juice and as a shot and then neem, chew on neem leaves or take neem powder and I took neem powder and you do that twice a day and you do the sadhanas and then at the very end, when the sun rises, you burn the cloth and you rub the ash on your body. And I have pictures of my, uh, when I did it on Instagram. Um, and I don't know, I, 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 I stayed up all night and I did, I watched Sadhguru, like Sadhguru is my guru. I don't know. Do you know who he is? No. Okay. So he's. I, I, I give him complete credit for changing my life because he really has given me the strength to come into my own and just made me really just see that you can, cause he's, even though he's Indian and Hindu, but he doesn't practice the, like he's an outsider in his community because he doesn't practice the way that they want him to like in the, in the, in the front of his temple, he has a pillar and it has every religion on it because he oh, believes beautiful. He believes that it, it even has like Wicca on there. Like, it's crazy. Like it's, he believes that every religion is valid and it's all one way, a different way to the same place, God, right? The ultimate being. And I, and I, that's, that's how I feel. I feel like everything is valid there. There is no wrong way. There is no wrong answer. It's about discovering yourself. It's about finding yourself. It's about being one with yourself. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I'm so attached to, to Shiva. I believe that for me, Shiva is the picture of the ultimate God that we don't get to see. You know, there's no depiction. All we know is that we're made in his image, right? Right. But Shiva is also male and female. He brought his wife and into his self and they became one. And so he's half male, half female. And it's just the embodiment of everything. It's the embody, he's the embody. And that for me, for me, that's it for me the whole thing is that that's who i see as god and you know if my family ever hears that they're all they're gonna be like she's going to hell that's it it's done well your family I mean, can suck my ass <laughs> and so it's taken me a long time to just like accept that you know this is what i believe and i'm not afraid to believe it because this is where i'm comfortable like i've never felt more comfortable than I do now. I have always been at such turmoil in myself, 
hating like I still have my moments where I don't like myself like I don't like you know you say like I have confidence and it's it's a struggle it's a struggle to make videos there's days where I can't even look at myself like I can't I don't like the way I look I have a lot of self-confidence issues but I push myself so hard because I just feel like if I push myself then maybe she will or she over there will and he over there will and if if I love myself if I try to love myself and and show people that I love myself maybe p- other people will love themselves and they won't hurt like I have you know healed and people healed people yeah yeah and I that is why I try to do what I do and I know I'm really opinionated and like I'm even worse on Facebook than I am on TikTok but I just I'm done being quiet like I'm done letting people tell me what I need to believe like who is someone else to tell me what I should believe and who am I to tell someone else what they should believe everybody should find some type of comfort for themselves like i you know if you want to if if people want to be bible thumpers and that's what makes them comfortable fine but why do they have to cut everyone down whilst doing it to me it shows insecurity because they have to make sure that everybody agrees with them because they don't even believe it you know what i'm saying so so when people challenge that for them when they don't believe it and they say something different, they get scared. No, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because uh, that's scary to me. But why? Why? Yeah, Nobody- but people are like, I feel like humans are designed to not accept anything that they don't immediately understand. And all of us do it at some point, but certain people just never grow out of that, I think, and something different scares them. And if you look at a lot of arguments being had, a lot of it is based on fear. People who are Mm -hmm. not accepting of you because they see their religion and their world one way, they're not accepting of you because they're scared. They're scared that they'll go to hell if they have anything to do with you. People who want to force certain things on others is because they're scared of what will happen if they don't because people are talking to them with a fear tactic. There's a reason that like the media and news sources and whatnot when they're trying to push an agenda, why they talk to you a certain way and why everything comes at you with fear. I mean, freak, even pharmaceutical commercials, it's you know, oh, you're going to have this and this and this unless you take this. And then in the very end, they're like, may cause your dick to fall off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insanity. And like, I, it, nothing made it more apparent to me than all of this stuff that's going on in today's world that religion is mostly garbo and designed to control us and to keep us from accessing our ultimate power because i can't i have not you know how like you always have those people like saying like you can manifest whatever you want you know you can manifest it you you can have whatever you want just claim it and i was always like that's garbage 
I'm like, like I'm that no- person actually. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way, you know, there's no way that that's true. But I will tell you, uh, I, before you reached out to me to do the podcast, I flipped my thinking about everything that I was doing and I flipped, I stopped using like, I hope, or the, the, like were like I, and I changed my speak and my verbiage to, I will. And I've done it recently. Like I, uh, obviously you go back and forth, you know, nobody's perfect. We're not going to stay on this linear path of like, Oh, it's being like this manifesting person that does it right. You know, you're going to go, you're going to come down, you're going to go up and, and I have my ups and downs, but just within this past like two weeks, I've been changing my verbiage again. I will get more business. I will make sales. I will, you know, and I've gotten orders. And manifestation is real. Your words are magic. What you say is true. Like recently, like a month ago, I went through this thing where I was like constantly telling myself, I'm fat, I'm gross, I'm huge. And within that like point of time, I was saying these things to myself, I had gained like 15 pounds, you know, I, I hadn't before, but like in that, in that period of time of me talking to myself that way, I gained that weight. And, and like one day I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to saying I'm skinny. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm, and then I started to eat better again. And I started to not feel that way. And you know, I've lost 10 pounds in the last two weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. I just, I'm just trying to just show that like, it's really hit me that manifestation is real. It's powerful and you can use it and you're going to go up and down with it. But what do you have to lose if you just try, you know? And that's, that's one of the things that I've told myself within like the last three or four years nothing can get worse than it is right now stephanie so what matters if you just try right i also want to say for those listening that manifesting manifesting is very specific um like exactly what you speak is exactly what you're going to get so be very specific for one if you say I hate the house that I live in. It's not that you're going to get a new shiny house that comes to you because you said that it is, you're not going to have a house <laughs> because exactly. you, you didn't yeah. like that thing. And also manifestation takes patience. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen right away. A lot of times what you're manifesting you can get, but there are uh, trials that you need to go through. There are multiple steps that you have to take. So what I always recommend to those who want to start manifesting is have a notebook and use it like a checklist, like write down what your goals are with your biggest goal being at the bottom. And as you, so here's what I say, write what you want, like a couple lines down on lined paper. And then as you go up each line, make it simpler and simpler and simpler goals. Like I need to get a house. And then above that say, um, I need to, Um, get a lender and above that, but like, I need to find a house. And Mm -hmm. once you start checking off the things that are easier, you gain confidence, you start doing the things that are more difficult and you end up putting into fruition that super difficult thing that you needed. Yes. 
I mainly, when I'm speaking about manifesting and stuff like that, it's like, I never really like sit and like focus on things that like, oh, I want, you know, like instead, right. I'm, it's more of like, I just stop talking like shit to myself and telling myself I can't have these things, you know, like, I like, again, like I never saw myself ever having as many followers on TikTok as I have. And, but I didn't use any negative speak to myself through this whole time. There's times where I have like, where I've said like, Oh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, this must not be doing. And there was a time where my account was very stagnant and I was just in a very bad place. And it was, I swear it was because of how I was speaking to myself. I didn't post videos. I was, I was talking to myself terribly and I'm mainly like maybe manifesting is the wrong word for that, but I'm just, what I'm trying to relay is that like our words are powerful. And so even if you're just jokingly saying things about yourself, it can really have a long-term effect on your life because it's, you're saying those things, you know what I'm saying? I just think that it's, the way we speak to ourselves and other people and it's just it's a transfer of energy it it's an it's a it's a ripple effect if that makes sense that makes complete sense and that's just something that i think has helped me become and come into who i am as i've i've taken those negative things that like other people had put into me all my life like my grandma would buy me clothes that were too big. And, and so she's like, well, it looked like it would fit. It looked like you were that big. So I always had this vision that the person that I saw in the mirror was not really me, that I was actually bigger, you know? Oh, so it's like this, uh, that that's what I'm trying to say is like, that's what I have. Like, I feel like that's what has pushed me to where I am. And, and the, the, have it like being able to share my opinions and not be quiet is because like I, people used to tell me I was stupid and like, you know, what I said, like I wasn't intelligent and things like that. And I, so I stopped telling myself these things and then I was, I stopped being afraid to speak, you know? Yep. And I'm not saying that I'm completely right, but I think that, I think that like, Nobody has, nobody's completely right because there's not one person on this earth today that can really say what happens when our eyes close for the last time and our body is no longer in existence. There's, we have theories, we have all of these things, but nobody can tell us 100% for sure. And I think it's important that we come to an understanding for ourselves and it's not always going to be the same for everyone. And, and I think that that's okay. And I think that it's an individual's journey and no, not, not, nobody should be the same. Nobody should. We should all have our differences and we should all embrace our differences and learn from our differences instead of just cutting people down. And that's why I don't like religion. And that's why I try to just do me, do what's best for me, because I've never been happier than I am now. And I've never been at more peace with dying and death and all that stuff than I am now. I used to be scared to death of dying. 
And yeah, me too. And that was just based on I didn't think I was good enough and I would go to hell, you know? But. It's so hard to break free uh, because even if you logically know, like something sounds ridiculous when you're taught something as a child or whatnot, like that is ingrained in you. And it is against all nature to tear away from the thing that is familiar and, and is told to you as you get older. And it is a whole like rebirth process and becoming an entirely different person to break down those beliefs and pick and choose what you want to believe from that and what you don't want to believe from that. I agree. And that's like one of the things that Sadhguru teaches, you know, like, like there's a, I, I have his subscription plan. So like all of his like stuff that you can only see if you're subscribed, like he has a video like about there needs to be more witches and that his grandmother was a witch. And it's just, it's true. Like I, I feel like we need to stand up more and we need to not be afraid to say we're a witch. And like, it's funny because like recently, like, now that I've owned it and I, and I'm okay with it. Like you're out in public and like, uh, like I've had women come up to me and be like, do you practice? I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, it's like, it's almost like, it's like they're whispering, you know, it's like, but I just don't think we need to hide anymore. I understand why we do because it's, a, it's, it's, it's heavily judged and people think you're weird and you've lost your mind and, you talk about manifesting and spells and like, but man, if it, it, it it's real. And I, I doubted myself, but for a long time and, but it all comes from you. And that's why like people will say I'm a baby witch. And I'm like, don't say you're a baby because if you're a witch, you've always been one. You just have to claim it and believe it. I and, love that. And I feel like, you know, I have a lot of people come to me and they're like, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And I'm like, I would love to. But I know from experience when I do other people's spells, they don't work. And it's because your spell and my mind should come from your intuition on what you need to do. Like one of my spells that I did and my, my spell bottle I felt called to put an eyeshadow that I've had since I was 14 inside of it. And I put it in there and the spell worked. I did what I was called to put into that. And that's when I, when people come to me about spells, I like to like give them a loose guide and I like to tell them to sit with themselves, open a, open a notebook, and just write down whatever is popping into your head, what you think is speaking to you. Just write it down. Because once you silence all that stuff, man, your intuition does speak to you. And it, it can be scary to accept that and to be like, okay, like, oh, I'm writing my thoughts on paper. But that's your intuition speaking. And like, if you follow it, it's, it's just weird how it's always right. Like I'll go to a crystal shop and I'll be like, I, I don't even know the stone or what it does or anything. And I'll pick the stone up and I'll just be like, I'll, I'll feel something. And I get home and I research the stone and I'm looking in my crystal Bible book and I'm 
And I'm like, holy shit, this is exactly what I needed. Uh-huh. And I do, I make intuitive, like the cage necklaces that I have. People come to me and they order, they want me to intuitively pick for them stones that they may need. And I've done this twice now because um, it's something I just started selling and offering to people. And each time I've picked the exact stones that these people have needed, that they're what they're struggling with. And I, I shock myself. I amaze myself. I, with my tarot readings, I amaze myself. I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I don't know how I'm doing this. But you just fall into it. You trust it. And it's just amazing where you go. And it's, it's, it's hard to get over that gap, but I truly believe that everyone can just do it, but you have, you just got to do it in your own time. There's no forcing yourself. It's worse to force yourself. It's like my best friend, she wants to step into it, but she's scared. And it's like, I told her yesterday, I said, you know, she's like, I hope one day I can, you know, step into my power and you know help people and stuff like that and I I told her I was like it's not that you don't already help people I mean she was the biggest person there for me when I had nobody and like she's another person that helped me get to where I am today because she just loved me for the weird ass person that I am and she didn't judge me like everyone else did and it helped me learn to love myself and, that, and that's why I want to love other people and be like, no, I like that you're weird. Be weirder. Come on. Like, I want to love people and all the differences that they have because that's what makes us beautiful. And each person helps someone in some way. And she helped me get where I am by being that light for me. And she's a light for many other people just because she is so bright. And she is just this... I don't know how to explain her, but she's just bright. <laughs> if you could walk away with anybody knowing anything about you or any message, what would it be? Own yourself. Be you. Don't be afraid. And it's okay. Like, just don't be afraid to talk. We need to talk. People need to speak their truth more. And I think that if more of us got on that collective, we could really make a huge difference in the world if we just stop being afraid to speak our minds. All right. Well, I will text you. You have a wonderful night. I'm going to go eat. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.